I'm Audra. And I'm Sadie. And we are former English Lit majors and sisters who miss reading and discussing literature with fellow Lit nerds. And we created this podcast to discuss literature fueled by libations. So pick your poison and join us each week to discuss all the queries and views unearthed in great books. And support your local bookstore. Hello and welcome to Lit and Libation. Hi, Audra. Hi, Sadie. So this is funny. I This is like the first time I'm like <laughs> taking point in leading this episode, leading us into the episode, because you might notice Audra's voice is a little strained. It's a little tired. A girl had her birthday. She partied a little hard. She lost her voice. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Like, I, I just talk too much. I just do. And this should be a sign to talk less. But I... <laughs> It's what I do. I just talk a lot. Yes, I totally lost my voice. It went away, away on Mon- no Sunday. Wow. Sunday and Monday. It was just like I could only whisper. Um, and it was really funny how many people, when I talk to them, whisper back. It's like an interesting <laughs> thing to see. Like Everyone like kind of matched me at my level, so it was funny. Um, and then this is where I'm at now. So sorry, guys, if this is like painful to listen to. It's, it's right. not painful to talk. As, I just, as long as it's not painful for you to speak, I'm happy. No. no, and I really didn't. I told Sadie, I'm like, I sound weird, but I don't want to not record because <laughs> if we didn't record tonight that we're recording, it wouldn't be for quite a few more days. And I really wanted to talk about the book and too. the movie. I watched the movie last night. Yep. Um, and I'm really excited for our next book, you guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, so... Remind us again what our next book is. You remind. Oh well, I'll pull it. Up. Well, I'll, okay, I'll, so the the name is Little Rabbit. Yeah, the name of the book is Little Rabbit. Um, it's by Alyssa Songerside, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Cool. Um, really, really good. Should be totally available at bookshop.org, your local bookstore, Barnes Noble, wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoying this. So totally out a little bit outside of my comfort zone. Like some of the things that are in the book are are like somewhat uncomfortable for me to read about. And it's like bringing up all sorts of things to talk about. So I'm really, which is awesome. I love when literature does that. Yeah. Um, Fair warning. Um, I've heard rumors that it's very sexually explicit. So. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's, it's also well done, but it is, it is more sexually explicit than we've like definitely covered on the podcast. So heads up. It's not Danielle Steele. Um, you know, no. like, like, it's not like, like smutty, 50 shades of but gray. it has smut. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's like kind of, anyway, it's really good. So okay. definitely go out and pick it up. Um, yeah. So sorry about my voice, but stop apologizing. You're fine. You're fine. What are you drinking tonight? So, so, uh, I had a, uh, oh, speaking of, cause you brought up how I lost my voice cause I had my birthday. Happy birthday to uh-huh. Sadie. Sadie's was on the 10th. Um, so was yesterday. was on the 5th. We recorded yes, on we already birthday did last episode. Already. Okay, all right. Yeah, we did that. But, but and yeah, I had to do it, so you have to do it. So happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Sadie, Thank you. Um, you got to go, what, you went to Universal Studios, right, for your birthday? Yeah, Brian took me to Florida to Universal Studios. It was the first time I've ever been. Um, we went to Harry Potter World. and So cool. It was really fun. It was a it was a great time. It was beautiful, and it was. I feel like I carried the sunshine and warmth back home with me because we left, and it was you know like fifty degrees for a high during the day, and then 
I, you know, I go down to like 90 degrees and sunny in Florida and I came back and we're getting like 75 to 80 degrees sunny weather for the rest of the week. So nice. I'm taking all credit for it. It's, oh, yeah. It's because I would. It's because I came back from Florida. I took it with me. So it's it was an amazing trip. It was it was really wonderful. I had a lot of fun. I oh, would good. really recommend it. Well, I'm so glad. So just happy birthday, Sadie. You. You're amazing. Love doing this with you. And I hope you had a great birthday. Thank you. Thank you. All right. What are you drinking? Um, So uh, from my birthday, I have a leftover. Well, I guess it was leftover. I have. I was gifted um, some really amazing, beautiful gifts. And then some of those gifts were really nice bottles of champagne or rosé or other wine, nice. which is so nice. So I'm all You're stocked. stocked up. Um, yeah. yeah. So I decided to pop open one of the uh, champagnes and I forgot which one it was, but it's, it's delicious, just a brut. And then I actually put some cotton candy in it. That's why it's pink. Oh, you know what that reminds me of? Um, there was one time we went to a bar together and we got, it drinks. is a uh, pro pro no prohibition purgatory. purgatory 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 in Salt Lake city. Yes. And they yeah. had, a drink and I ordered one of them and thing. I ordered it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of for some reason. So, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Amazing. I'm just going. It's, it's good. I'm just going pretty classic, standard cocktail. I made myself a margarita, and it is oh nice, delicious. It is delicious. My margarita recipe is like I I don't know if I don't know. I feel like margaritas taste so different just depending on like where you go. Like some people are really big sure. into mixes, some people not so much. So mine is with um, orange liqueur. Tequila, obviously, and then just lime juice. So it's like a two to one to one ratio. So two ounces liquor, one ounce liqueur, one ounce lime, and it's delicious. Nice. Over ice or? Over ice. Yeah, I like mine over ice, but I do not put salt on my rim. If I ever put anything on on like the rim of a drink, it's either going to be sugar or it's going to be tahini with a margarita, which is like a chili lime yeah. salt that's really, really, really good. I'm the same. Yeah, I don't like the straight salt. Um, I'm with you. But I do yeah. like the tahini. That reminds me I want to get some of that to have at the house. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> well, that sounds good. I think, is there anything else we need to announce before? Oh, we still need to put up. So we are going to do our giveaway. Uh, Sadie and I will get that put up soon yep. for our 50th episode. Yep. Um, We'll get that going. We've just been a little busy. <laughs> yeah. But we promise that by the time this episode is up, we will have a post yes. about our giveaway. So when you're hearing yes. this, go check our Instagram immediately to make sure that you didn't miss the post about the giveaway. And um, it'll tell you everything that you need to do. And we're really excited about it. We I can't believe that, you know, this is our, I think, 51st episode. And um, it's just so – it's just it's been a blast i know we talk about this every time we ever hit like any milestone ever but it's just or just fun. like a, a random recording day yeah right. this is like the or, mutual ad- admiration society it's true we're very self-congratulatory but um it's just because we have so much fun and we love doing this so much and it's definitely something i look forward to all the time so we certainly hope that um at least some of you out there are looking forward to hearing us talk about books and whatever else we talk about because sometimes we go off on random tangents and it's fun. <laughs> it's good. It's a good time. Um, yes. Cool. So 
let's just get right back into the book um, in the movie. So. Oh, and, and both. Yeah. So we both watched it. I watched it last yep. night. Yep. Should we should we go into the movie first? And yeah. Then, like, yeah. Let's go into the movie because I think it'll feed into some of the the leftover yeah. discussion um, of the yeah. book that we hadn't quite hit on. So um, just while okay. We're, so tell me tell me what you liked about okay. it and what you didn't like about it. Um, I really liked the cast. I thought yeah, the cast was too. really great. Um, I think the acting was pretty well done. Like, I think I think everything felt real to me. Like, these characters felt like the characters that I had read. Um, but I did... There were some changes that were made in the book that were in the, in the movie that I didn't think were necessary. Um, overall, like, I would just say I think the book felt way more real and realistic um, yeah. than the movie did for me. But I still enjoyed the movie. I still think it was, like, a good movie to watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, I really liked the cast. Like, I really liked um, Amanda Stenberg, who played Star Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she did a really great job. I I mean, first of all, she's stunning. Oh, I just dropped my phone. <laughs> it's okay. Um, she's stunning. Like, she's just yes. absolutely beautiful. But, like, and then I thought she did a really good job. Like, I was really impressed. Like, she was very, very emotive. Like, it was a very, like, I was, it was a very emotional movie. Like, I thought I was, it was really good. Yeah. Um, I thought she was great. And I really liked, I liked, the, I liked the cast. Like, I thought they did a good job. The hard part was, is, like, you just couldn't get the character development and backstory. And they were, like, characters missing yeah. that that were so enjoyable in the book. Yes. Like, you know, um, I mean, all I, I liked Kenya a lot in the book. I really liked her interactions with Kenya and uh, Devante. Yeah. And I thought there were just some, and even, like, I can't remember his name, the one who owns the barber shop. Mr. Um, Carter. Yeah, and and her uncle, her nana. Yeah, her nana. I totally missed. Like, there were just there were so many characters that I really enjoyed reading about and like and trying to like get to know. Yeah, from the book that there were in the movie, and I think that's what I disliked about the movie. But it's not fair. Like, it's hard because if I wouldn't have read the book, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have had those criticisms. You know, but. And, like, in, you're limited. I, I understand know. that. So I, I think, don't, I mean, obviously the book's better. I agree, though, because I think, I think that having some of those characters be missed, you know, like, like, Nana is mentioned in the book, in the movie, but she's never shown. We never meet her. And um, I also thought that, like, there were certain things that I think, just like some, maybe it was a disadvantage to the movie that we'd read the book. I think there are also things that were yeah. an advantage to reading the book that, like, we had more context that we. I think I fed into it. Like, I think the complicated relationship between King and Maverick, and also just King's influence and um, the fear and stigma that like surrounded his role in the book and then also in the community in general. Um, I think that 
I picked up on stuff because I knew to look for it, but I don't know if everybody would have picked up quite so much on kind of like how bad of a person King is supposed to be. Right. Because, I mean, first off, he's cast by, he's he's being played by a very attractive, handsome, likable person. I don't know. Like. Well, well I think, yeah, I, I think that they just, the, none of the characters got the backstory they needed. And it, and it like. Yeah. It, it could have adjusted things. I don't know. I think, I think the depth with which the characters are portrayed in the book, like it's really well done because it's not too much. Like, like I think, were we talking about it with this podcast? I can't remember, but I was bringing up how sometimes when people, characters are described, you get so in depth, but it's not what you need. Like, I don't need to know the color of her Mm. hat if it doesn't lend to the develop, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's like sometimes people go overboard, but then there can be under, and I just thought it was so well done. Like everything was pertinent. And so you really get to know these characters and, and that helps so much with your understanding of things and like relating to the to the story in a way that you can learn from and like yeah. connect with. And that's in like the movie, it's kind of it's not as easy to do that. Yeah. Well I think but I think that there are ways that they could have done it. Like the thing with um with King, you know, like He's not very often in the movie, or even really at all, like shown being surrounded, you know, by his people, by his community, right? Like he's kind, he's usually alone or with maybe like what two, like two to three guys. But there are a lot of yeah. parts in the book where he's there with a larger group of people, or he's partying at the house and there's a larger group of people. You know, and then also I think like the way that he treats Seven and Kenya and Aisha in the book is like it's way more obvious that it's a very like volatile household to be in, you know. And I think that without seeing all of that, like I think that they alluded to it more in the book, in the in the movie, I mean, Um, but it's more explicit about like his physical violence towards his his wife and even his children sometimes yeah. and then like their yeah. own kind of personal obligation and responsibility towards being home and protecting the other kids and like having to be adults at a much younger age than they ever should have to be you know in order to protect their family from the head of head quote quote unquote of the family you know i think that like those complicated yeah, I- relationships like they could have been shown but they weren't yeah I mean I think they tried to they did a good enough job like with it because I like that they kept that scene in there where they go to get seven because kings beat him up and Aisha's there and Aisha like basically saves them and makes sure that they take um his youngest younger sister with him too and like and you know, Star understands what's happening and that Aisha is trying to save them like the only way she can. But while still being what seems as this very uncaring, hard ass, like selfish person. And so um, I, I like that they had that scene in the movie and I thought it was well done. Like, I don't it didn't it. I thought it seemed very 
just like real and honest. It wasn't overacted. It wasn't overdone, but it was there. And I think it was a good little glimpse into, you know, who knows, maybe it'll make people want to read the book. You know what I mean? Like, I think the book was really well publicized and it's a really good book. It's really, really well done. And, um, I, I think I really, I really liked it. I mean, and it's definitely hard to read and it's hard to talk about because, I, I, as a white woman, I have no reason to have any opinion on some, like, you know, publicly and like speak about it in that way. I should just listen. But I, I really enjoyed listening to this book that it was really, really good. And, and hopefully the movie will have people want to read the book. So, yeah, because it it was good. And just that the book was so much better. Yeah. I liked that this book wasn't like, there's definitely, it's definitely teaching the reader but I liked that it, it this book didn't seem to make an assumption as far as who the audience was like I feel like there's literally something for everybody to learn or be challenged or think about something in a unique or different way um and I don't know sometimes you could read a book and you can tell who the audience is like if like if it's pandering or catering in any way and this book wasn't it was just purely honest and like I think that it was really powerful how there were like um it's it was talking about a divisive issue but like wasn't painting anything as being like a hard line. I don't know. Like the, it just like shows how complicated and how deeply rooted these issues are, you know? Like I thought the yeah. I thought the um relationship between um star and her friends at williamson were really really well done because it shows kind of like the evolution of their friendship and honestly like the the de-evolution of her relationship with her friend Haley, and how their relationship changes as they get older and as they're being subjected to and required to think about things in a more critical or upfront way, you know, like I think like, like it was easy for them to be friends in sixth grade and on maybe, you know, but as, as you're kind of being treated more of as an adult by the people around you and like, as things happen to you and you're being confronted with different things as you are coming into adulthood, the way that their relationship splits and, you know, the, cho- the difficult choice, which I think everybody has to make, and, you know, Star's reason is different than any reason I would ever have to make, but, like, of having yeah. to choose when a friendship needs to end and, like, when it's reached its course. And um, I thought that yeah, was really admit- good to read about. Yeah, and I wanted more from it. Like, I think they did it. Oh, I mean, again, they didn't, like, it's just, it was just minimal. Her you know, interactions with Haley and Maya, because in the movie, they don't even touch on all the, like, racism from Haley directed at Maya as well. Like, to show this kind of pattern of, not that there needs to be a pattern, not that it needs to be more than just how she is with Star, but, like, to really just show the ways that it is pervasive and, like, all the different ways that it's um, expressed. Yeah. And, And it was nice to see that support between Maya and Star yeah, in the book. that and like, allyship was important because, you know, like Maya being Asian American, she still had a lot to learn about the different kind of like 
experience that she would have compared to Star. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, she was able to validate, you know, a lot of what Star was feeling as well from yes. Haley. And that, like, she wasn't just being sensitive because of everything else that was going on in her life. Like, Haley was using, you know, humor and, uh, like, ignorance to, to as an excuse, basically, for casual racism, you know, that she yeah. didn't believe was harmful and refused to listen, you know, when people told her otherwise. Because I think it also is very clear that, like, Star, as a character in this book, is... I mean, she just has to deal with so much, but she clearly has a lot of room for the white people in her life to, like, to be better and to, like, learn, you know? Like, you see that with her with her boyfriend, with Chris, you know, where, like, Chris yeah. is doesn't know everything, and he doesn't... He is ignorant, and he's still learning, and he's still understanding, and... and but he listens to her, and when she tells him when something's wrong, you know, he might, like, have a conversation with her about it, but, like, he listens, and he takes her seriously. And then comparing yeah, that I, to he, Haley, he wasn't you know, defensive. Yeah. Like, he wasn't, he didn't come across as, like, defensive in the book either. Like, I thought yeah. he came, like, not that he was this perfect, I mean, he's, like, whatever, 16, 17-year-old yeah. kid. Yeah. Like, boy, like, I mean, you know, like, who, anyway, girl or boy, like, come on, you're 16, 17 years old, but, like... He never seemed to get defensive, and I thought it was, like, a really good way to kind of express this idea of, like, look, you can have the best intentions and be, you know, trying your hardest and being open to it, but, like, you still have to be aware of the fact that, like, you probably have done something or said something that has been offensive or racist, and, like, yeah, you know, that's just, I, that's just the nature of, like, what we are, too, and, like, history and... And well, so I just, think he does a good just, job of pointing out that it doesn't yeah. that that can be true, but that doesn't mean like like you just have to be aware of that and keep learning. And I think Chris was good because he yeah he didn't get defensive, you know, yeah. and is willing to like and and also I appreciated, um, you know, with both the character in the book when he's confront like when like her relationship with her dad and kind of how her dad talks about him and like. Mm-hmm you know, like hates that she's dating a white guy. Like I did think that scene was funny in the movie because this wasn't yeah. in the book where he like thought he, so they, he thought he was the limo driver yeah. dropping off. And he was going to go Star's give him brother, a tip. And he tip him. And she's like, dad. And he's like, what? You tip the limo driver. Like, which was just such a dad thing too. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And, and then it just was really funny. I thought that scene was well done, even though there was so much more of that kind of in the book. It was just like such a great kind of family like reaction to that and showed kind of just this very relatable issue of like yeah. introducing. And I I thought it was really well done. Like I think so too. And I thought they did a good job in the movie. Just like there was more of that in the book. Like yeah. not just with her dad, but with Devante, who wasn't even in the movie. Right. And, you know, her uncle and her nana and like oh I missed that her nana wasn't in the movie I know I know I did too and I honestly I would have loved more of um uncle Carlos like I think that um yeah his <coughs> I I just think it, it it opens up like such a good view of like 
the complicated um, things that happen in a family when, you know, a parent um, is separated from their family for whatever reason, you know, for whether it's willingly or if it's because of their actions or whatever, you know. So Star's dad, Maverick, basically in order to get out of the gang that he was involved in, um, takes the fall for King and goes to jail for three years um, while Star is very little. So he misses a lot of those firsts. And so because he's not there to provide um, and to be there for them, the family relied heavily on their... Girl, get your phone set up. (laughs) Um, The family... I don't know what my deal is. (laughs) So fun. I'm struggling, you guys. I'm struggling so much. I need to like, I need to figure this out. Girl, you Hold need on. to get. Standby. You need to get just okay. a, like a little tripod, like I have. Like I, I have like okay. So I have this stand thing. Uh huh. But in this lovely professional studio, there's like so many freaking monitors. Yeah. And like, it's like finding the perfect spot. There's like there's a monitor right there, and I don't like seeing the monitor in my screen. Like I. I don't, I don't know. I understand. I understand. It's okay. Um. I'm very particular about how I want, like, my setup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, and I, I mean, this is how I, this is me. This is my brain. It's just crazy. Like, I want the book here and the drink here and this here and that here. <laughs> and, like, I want to have my lotion for when I, like, when my hands feel dry and I need to have chapstick. And I, <laughs> I need a non-alcoholic drink. Um, like, I just, I have this whole thing. And I'm a little off today, and so it's like... It's okay. It's setting me off. It's okay. Um, anyway. Oh, that was a weird... Sorry. It's okay. My bad. <laughs> so because... Anyway, because of all that stuff, because Star's dad, you know, takes the fall in order to leave the gang, and he goes to jail for three years, um, the family has to rely really heavily on this other man in the family and this other man in their life, which is Uncle yep. Carlos. And um, seeing, like... I think the book did – it's definitely in the movie, but, again, like, the book is just able to go into so much more depth of conversation, you know, of, like, how this affects the dynamic and the jealousy and the resentment but also gratitude, you know, and, like, this kind of – I I think in the book, Star even says that, you know, she has two daddies, that, like, Carlos is as much a father to her in some ways as – um maverick and um i just thought that was like something that i just wish had been had been in the in the movie more because i think that that is a really complicated dynamic Mm -hmm. to to look at and um i think is also a really good example of like um just the way that um having like an incarcerated parent you know, can affect a family for years and years and years, you know, even, even if their life changes and they, they do everything right after just like how it's still going to affect a family. And, um, I thought, I thought that was really powerful for me to read about. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed Star's family. Like I just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's funny because I mean, first I just like I love family interactions. Like, I really enjoy reading about them and those dialogues, like particularly the ones where they're, I mean, they're realistic, but they're for the most part enjoyable. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I really enjoy the concept of, like, a large family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, particularly, like, extended, you know, with cousins and aunts and uncles. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy those um, interactions. And so I really enjoyed, like, being a part of, you know, getting to have this glimpse of Star's family. Um, yeah. And all the, like, and I... I don't remember where, I know we've talked about this before, but this idea of it's messy, but it's not really that messy. Like, yeah, it seems messy, but it's really not that messy. And it's like, I think that's just such a nice way to describe it. Like, that's exactly how I, you know, just in that mess, like that mess is just real. And I love the, you know, the obvious love between the family members and how it's described. Like her mom, when she's talking about forgiving star's dad for her his like dalliance with aisha Mm -hmm. she's like you know we were broken up but still of course it's wasn't a good thing to do but our like my love for him was bigger than that and i thought that was like a really nice um simple very clear way to describe like what that feels like like that love for for people yeah and yeah you know how that can overcome some things but there but whilst still putting out that there, that there is a limit, you know, like, well, like that it compromise her love has is bigger to than that. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, well, and compromise has to happen. This is like, so this is something that is very different in the book versus the movie. So in the book, um, after star, um, goes on television and, you know, is pretty explicit about the gang that was involved. Um, the King Lords, you know, King, this book, it's very clear in the book that, like, snitching is the worst thing you can do. You're putting your, like, entire life and your entire family's life at risk if you snitch. And um, so people don't do it. But she basically does. She she does something that they call, like, a dry snitch where you say everything except for maybe that individual's name. But everybody knows exactly who you are talking about. Yeah. And um, so... What was I going to say? Oh, my gosh. I hate when that happens. What was I going to say? Oh, my God. So Star does the snitching. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're talking about, you were talking about the dry snitch. What, was I, what were we saying before that? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, we were talking about the love the family has for each other and, like, that overcoming things. Okay. No? I mean, it's all good. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that's like it's just a complicated thing. Um, but oh no, I was gonna say this isn't in the something that is changed in the in the book versus the movie is that so anyway the house is attacked after she snitches and there are gunshots yes. that go through the house. There's a brick that goes through the window. Um, it is a terrifying situation, and it is very clear when they look out the window, they know exactly who it is. It is one of King's cronies or King himself. It's the King Lords doing this, and it's because she snitched. And so, you know, this whole – in the book, there's, like, so much discussion, and, and it's a really, like, probably the biggest struggle of the relationship between – Maverick and um, what was the mom's name? Um, uh, re- oh, shit, it's, it's Regina Hall that plays her in the movie. Yeah. Um, hold on. 
Well, anyway, the mom. Um, they're, they're <coughs> Lisa Carter. Lisa. 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 So their their biggest um, struggle is the fact that she wants to get them out of Garden Heights immediately. You know, like her daughter yeah. has seen. And they do. They, yeah, they move. And they do. And they in the book, they move. They move to this more like middle class area that's outside. So it still has like diversity. There's still like other black families in the neighborhood. Um, but it is a safe, safer na- neighborhood. You know, it's something it's a place where they're not going to have to worry about that as much. And um, that does not happen in the in the movie. In the movie, yeah. the family's big stance is that they are not going to leave and that they're going to stay and that this is, you know, their town and their their area. And I thought that was an interesting change. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think that's one part of the movie that it almost seemed to contradict. Yeah. Like the feeling from the book, which I didn't quite understand. But yeah, it, it it did kind of feel like a contradiction, didn't it? Like it kind of felt like yeah. they disagreed with the author almost as far uh-huh. as like what the characters should have done. Um, yeah. But I think in the book, it's such a more like realistic kind of compromise that would need to be made, especially when you're getting shot at. Like it like it makes sense that they would leave and go to somewhere that is a little bit safer for them as a family. Yeah. And, like, um, because of this specific situation, you know, that Star and her family are being put through. Um, so that, okay. that was something that I didn't – yeah, that was one of the changes that I did not really appreciate. Yeah, and so I was thinking about this um, when I was watching <laughs> – okay, just go with me here. Okay. Um, so I was watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, <laughs> and there's these two characters in it, and one of them is Candy, and she's she's like a songwriter and producer, and like really like over and super wealthy. And then this other character, Marlo, who's wealthy, and she just started taking care of her nephews. So she's like now she calls herself their Munty. So okay, and she's they're living like a much more affluent life than they were before. And also how Marla grew up. And so she's talking to Candy about this idea of like, is this okay? Like, is it okay that I'm giving them this lifestyle? Like part of me is like they should like always have to be suffering. It's like this idea of always having to suffer and mm-hmm. like to be true to yourself and true to your roots. And and Candy's saying no, like. That doesn't, you know, like you you don't have to live that way if you don't have to. And there's like nothing wrong with wanting to give this to them. And I thought that was, it made me think of this idea in the book, you know, of like, what what does it mean to be true to something? And, you know, because of how pervasive class is in society and like the reason why things are the way they are has nothing to do with like your worth, but people attribute it to that. Yeah. You know, it's like you're seen as worthier if you have something. And so I think I, I just really enjoyed reading, like getting that in the book, but then also finding all these other kind of ways to connect that and conversations about it. So yeah. yes, super weird, but like it's, it's no, nice. I, think it makes I love sense when though. literature, I love, I seriously, I'm such a dork, but I love that literature does that, that like, for me, it does like, you can just read about something under like this concept this idea, this new thought, and and then start to pick pick it out in other areas of the world that maybe you hadn't paid attention to before, hadn't noticed before, and now you are more, and just, like, how much it expands your mind that way. Yeah. You know, like, that's, it's just, 
it's so cool. And I just love that books do that. I agree. I agree. Um, <coughs> let's see. What would it, what was some of your dislikes that we haven't discussed of the of the book or the movie? Probably not the book, honestly. I really loved this book. So, but yeah, there really wasn't anything I disliked about the book. Yeah, like I really liked it. Um, I mean, I I definitely think that the. I, I liked it. I mean, I I think that it could have gotten gone even more deep, but like I that's the only thing that I would want, but not because it wasn't great how it was. I mean, it's kind of the nature of what the book is and like yeah. I really 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 enjoyed it. Um there's nothing I disliked about it. Um the movie like kind of what we've already talked about, like I just would wish there would have been more more of the characters, more like yeah, looking at them, but I but I get why. Um, I didn't really like the changes they made with, like, Sakani. I didn't either. I didn't either. So um, um, one of the really, really big changes between the book and the movie is that at the end, um, you know, in the book there's this big kind of confrontation um, with King. They, you know, they basically, like, they set the the store on fire he tells her that you know her family's gonna pay and he so like during the protests you know that have escalated quite a bit after um it comes back that the grand jury is not going to indict the cop um who kills khalil um they kind of king kind of takes advantage of like the situation and like the everything that's going on in the community to to light the store on fire as kind of like revenge um and i think in the book it's like this really great moment where the whole community basically comes together and says enough like you don't get to do this anymore and all of these people that you know previously were terrified of snitching you know of telling the truth a little bit, you know, because of the repercussions, the possible repercussions that could happen to them. They all come together and um, King is taken in for arson, basically, you know. Um, So, like, it doesn't really go further as far as, like, what happens with that, but at least for that night, you know, he is taken into custody and um, the community kind of rallied together. As, um, yeah. Against against him, and um, in the in the movie, um, they kind of I think like they were just kind of hitting the point maybe almost a little too hard that it just like to yeah. me screamed really unrealistic and it I think it was a little yeah. like. Too, it didn't seem to fit. Yeah, it, it it didn't seem to like. It just seems like it came out of nowhere, and then like it it was just weird to me to watch. Like it just like didn't feel right, and it also felt I don't know. Just it felt really like the thing is, it's like a lot happens in this book, and a lot happens in the movie, and other than this part, none of it felt like cheesy. You know, but then yeah. it's like they took the the title 
of the book and the the narrative that is get um the ideas anyway that are put forth by Tupac and the idea of the hate you give and like what thug life means, you know. Um right. and and Sakani, you know, basically picks up, you know, this little like kid who's like what, like seven? Something yeah. like that. He grabs yeah. his dad's gun and he points it at King, you know, to try to stop King from hurting his dad, Maverick. And that is not how things go down at all. And then these police show up and the seven-year-old is armed, you know, and it becomes this, like, very... I think the dialogue, honestly, is part of what bugged me the most, but it became this, like, very literal interpretation, you know, of the title. And I didn't... It didn't fit for me. Okay, but this is going to sound, like, really snobby, but, like, that's one of my... Again, this is part of what I think Spielberg does. Oh, my like, God. I think it just – I'm sorry, but, like, it just – it. I feel like it treats the viewer like they're kind of dumb. Mm. Like, and tells you what to feel when it's like, I know, like, it – I don't know. I just think it – I think it can be a little pandering. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. All right. Not – All right. I'm, I, it's well – it's well done pandering. Uh-huh. It's well done, Audrey. You know, Way to bring Steven Spielberg well, back into the conversation. <laughs> I mean, it's great cinematography. It's great music. Oh, like, it's oh their great fun movies. Oh it's god. well done pandering. Like, oh my god, sometimes being pandered to is good. But and I think the the movie does that a little bit too on that level. And uh-huh. so, but it's. I mean, <laughs> I'm obviously in the minority here. I get it. Like, <laughs> I realize I am a. I'm not the only cheese. <laughs> but I know I'm not the majority cheese. Oh, it's my fine. God. Oh, my God. Wow. I really had no idea that Steven Spielberg was going to be brought back into this conversation. <laughs> I really like that's a that's a shocker. I should I'm, have like Steven Spielberg bingo of like how many like different ways that we can bring can this bring it age old conversation about his movies in. <laughs> You know, I, I'm playing the long game here. Uh-huh. Uh, I am just like, you know, going to one of these days convince you. Like, you're going to see. I don't know. I think, see my side I of think it. one of these days I'm going to just out of spite, like, make us read, like, a Steven Spielberg biography <laughs> or something. Just Oh, my God. Just... No, I will veto. <laughs> I will so veto that. A biography. I would even say maybe, like, a book that he turned into a movie I would maybe agree to because then I mean even though I'd have to watch the movie probably but that would just give me more like fresh yeah that would just give you fuel yeah you just have to can you imagine um Uh, oh but that reminded me so speaking about the title um even though I did not like that change in the movie um I felt like it was like really unrealistic and like just too on the nose a little bit. Um I did think that a really interesting and important part of this book um is is the way that like music plays into it and um music as like a form of protest, you know? And yeah. um like especially like rap music and the way that it can speak, the way music in general, but like especially rap music can like speak to a community and like 
how um, anybody can kind of relate to it, but, like, how there's just so much room, obviously, like, it sounds obvious, but, like, room for depth. But I think it's important to talk about because I think, like, rap music, especially growing up, I was always taught to, like, look very down on rap music and um, that it was, like, a lesser art form and that it wasn't Mm -hmm. music and you know like I was taught to view it that way and like luckily I had an older brother Stuart who listened to a lot of rap music and he introduced me to a lot of really really wonderful beautiful music and I really do like love a lot of rap music um but I thought this book did such a good job of like showing the way that music you know influenced um the characters in this book and and the way that it taught yeah. them about, you know, like g- gave them words or a way to explain their experience, you know? And um, I think also with the music, beautiful. the book did a good job of showing like through music and then into other areas, like the appropriation. Like yeah. I thought it did a really good job of like, and what, how just prevalent that is in ways that are both maybe intentional and aware in ways that aren't, but just like how prevalent it is, you know, everything from, from her boyfriend and like how he, you know, made beats and then all the way to like, just how she would notice the different friends in her high school. I think, you know, how they talked and using slang and what they wore and how they act. Like I thought she did, it did a really good job of pointing out just how pervasive it all is. Well, it's like in a non-pandering way, right? Like the slang that her her friends use is um, hip and cool, you know. But if she were to speak the same way, you know, then she would be hood. And like yeah. that's a, like a direct quote. Like she says that, you know. But I also liked too, like with that idea of like appreciation versus appropriation. Um, I think it was, like, a little bit more cringeworthy in the movie, like, her boyfriend and, like, yeah. his music yeah. and stuff. But, like, she even makes the point of being, like, that's just Chris. Chris. Like, people are going to yeah. say that he's, like, trying to act like a black person, but he just, like, is actually really appreciative of the music versus, like, Haley, who, you know, is talking to her in slang and um, kind of, like mimicking I guess I really, like the stuff that she sees on TV or something oh yeah. I don't know like it was just it was different and I loved Star's um, interactions with her mom regarding Haley yeah and I loved her mom's like you know kind of a not even like advice but just like getting Star to think she didn't tell her necessarily what to think although her opinion was known yeah but really got Star to sit there and think about like why would I want to stay in this friendship or why not? And what does it mean to me? Like really putting, like taking her own agency with her own boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she gets to set her boundaries for herself and her mom, like teaching her more of how to set boundaries versus like just telling her what to do. I yeah. thought that was a, such a nice, like mother daughter interaction. Um, yeah. I mean, <coughs> Haley, and I thought Haley was like a really well-written character because she wasn't necessarily like one note, like you got enough of her, that you could almost see this history of what their friendship must have looked like, you know? And so I thought it was, I, I really liked her interactions with her friends. I did too. And I liked also, you know, I, I mean, like, I think that there's so much in this book, obviously, about protest, you know, and like um, what protest can look like 
in in different yeah. situations and um what obligations are as far as like speaking out and protesting and using your words and your voice and also yeah. the ways that it um like is is a I don't want to say like abused but like it's abused by like some of the white like the white people at the school who want to use it as an excuse to be woke and like miss school you know right like they don't care they don't actually care it's just like a a way to get out of class and to be woke you know and like to be able to say that they did that and um and then on the flip side too you know you get this like so much like destruction in this community which i i think was downplayed in the in the movie quite a bit um versus how it's described in the book of just like going to the store literally every night to protect the store you know like i think like yeah. that stress and and the way that like um you know these these things like oftentimes it Again, this is, like, this is obviously territory, like, where I can't necessarily have an opinion on it. But, like, I think that this book did a good job of showing, like, the ways that all of these issues continue to, like, hurt, like, black and poor and underprivileged communities, like, continuously. You know, it's, like, these, these, you know, projects, these neighborhoods you know, where these protests are happening in this book um, and how when it escalates, you know, though it's their own community that's kind of like suffering from that damage a little bit, but it's like yeah. damage upon damage upon damage. And um, I just, I thought this book did a really good job of, of showing that and I wish that I would have gotten like a little bit more out of that in the in the movie. But I think that's a touchy thing yeah, to, to talk about because it's um it's clearly it's not like it's saying that like the protests are wrong. It's just showing that like this shouldn't have to happen to this community again and again and again. And I like I think that yeah um th- this idea of like whether it's based off of, like, having an incarcerated parent, you know, or, like, going through these traumatic experiences yourself of just, like, how it just kind of builds and builds and compounds on each other and just, like, kind of continues to grow and makes it all the more difficult to kind of, like, escape in a way. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, like, I really, I liked that I got to watch the movie. I thought it was a good movie and too. it kind of added to the book because it made me even appreciate the book more. So yeah, I agree. Um, it was a good pairing. I'm glad, I'm glad we did both. I really, I really liked this book. I thought it was great. Um, and I'm interested to read, uh, there in my copy, there's like an excerpt from, um, another book that she's, that I think's out called on the come up. Um, and I'm interested, like, I thought she was a really good young adult writer. So yeah. I really, I really liked it. Yeah, I good, agree. Good choice. I agree. I hope that this um, book, I, I think we talked about it a little bit last time of just, like, how this is a, a banned book, you know, and, and the reasons why certain books get banned and, and the, like, how it's usually a cover up for the real reason why books are banned. Yeah. 
Um, right. But I just, I'm, I'm really glad that this book has, like, received so much attention. And I hope that, you know, as a young adult book, like, I really hope that it is reaching that audience as well, you know, right. and not just, like, yeah. people who, as adults, you know, like, kind of like us, who are, like, looking for maybe certain, like, types of literature to read. Like, I, re- I just, I really hope yeah. it gets to... Um, those that younger generation that I think that this was intended for, um, even though obviously yeah. it speaks to I think all ages. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I really, I really thought it was a good one. Definitely in our, it's I like it's hard to say top five. I know, like it's hard to even say top ten, but like it's up there for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I really think our next one. I can't wait for you to read it. So it's set also in Boston and the Berkshires, a little bit New York. But like (laughs) there are so many things that I recognize just from having visited Boston and hearing you talk about the area you live in the Berkshires. (laughs) And like, and I'm even more excited to like come out there in October. So good. You're you're gonna like it. I'm really excited. So yeah, our next book is Little Rabbit by I'm gonna butcher the last name. I can't. Remember, it's like song something. I need to learn how to say it. I need to not be so lazy. That's bad of me. I'm going to learn how to say it. That's our goal. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so go pick up pick up a copy. Yep. Um, and thank you for putting up with my, my voice. Oh my gosh. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. Okay, good. Um, All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for the listen. And again, don't forget, check out our most recent Facebook or sorry, Instagram post, um, because we will be having a giveaway announced very, very soon. So it should be up by the time you listen to this. All right, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.